0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the ninth episode of Sky Sports Convo. We are your hosts, Edgar Romero, alongside Martin Barraza. And so today's episode, we'll be covering a little bit of everything. As there was news all around the sports last week. So, Martin, how are you doing?
1: Uh, doing good, except the, that damn snow doesn't want to stay away.
0: Well, I know, right? We go from a seventy degree plus weather on Saturday to uh, snowy morning wake up today like oh my god
1: yeah you go you go from uh, from booty short weather to fucking dress like monjas and shit
0: (laughs) (laughs) everybody was on sandals and shorts on Saturday yep yep but that's that's what you get when you live in Chicago you get all four seasons in one day
1: yep that's
0: true so talking about sports we have a lot of sports all over the world. So I think we should start with the NFL as, as you recall last week the NFL scouting combine started and and you, you're looking at some pretty good young um, athletes out there well, uh, what have you seen around so far Martin
1: well it the the tackles um, Ika Mokuanu the the tackle from NC State Um, he is kind of in a battle for that first overall pick Um, the thing is that this year's quarterback class isn't as strong as the last couple of seasons so we have a four to me it's a four player race to see who's going to be the number one overall pick I think it's between Aiden Hutchinson the defensive end from Michigan uh, defensive end from Oregon Kayvon Thibodeau the tackle from Alabama Evan Neal and then uh, they tackle from NC State, Ika Makuano, who ran a pretty good forty-yard dash and was pretty good in the shuttle and showed good movement in terms of his footwork. Um, another player that caught my eye, and we were talking about this right before we went on the air, we were <laughs> Jordan Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle, six foot six, three hundred forty-one pounds, yep. ran a four-seven-nine, which is insane. For a six foot six, three hundred and forty pound tackle, uh, you put out the stat that he ran. He his time was as fast as Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes is considered a pretty mobile quarterback. Um, so yeah, some of uh, some of these cornerbacks from small schools are running pretty fast. I think a cornerback from the Baylor Bears ran the second the second uh, fastest forty time. Ever in the combine um, behind John Ross, I think he was drafted in first round by the Bengals uh, from yeah, Washington.
0: Kaelin Kay- Barnes from Baylor, yeah, he he was a top forty dash guy for at four point two three seconds.
1: Yeah, and he helped out, and he helped out his stock. Um, the thing, the thing with these, um, the thing with these scout the scouting combine is if you're a workout warrior. And if you got some traits, some phys- some athleticism, it's gonna show, and it's gonna help you. It's not the be-all, end-all in terms of evaluating the the evaluating a player, but it sure sh- it certainly helps out your stock, especially if you're Jordan, for example, Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle. He was considered a late first-round, early second-round pick because you know he's a nose tackle, and the value for a nose tackle isn't that high. Well, because of that. Workout that he had He's now considered to be A top 20 pick Or in the 20's So he helped himself and made himself a lot of money So But it's 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 interesting to see the times Because some of the size Of these players are and the explosiveness That they have And it's interesting, what players caught your eye?
0: Uh I was looking at players that Could fit the Bears as what they need Cause I feel like the Bears need another guard in their line, especially for offensive line. So, Zion Johnson looked pretty good, man. He freaking—he was a top guy for repping the bench press. So, thirty-two. Yep. But also, also, uh, also other things that Bears probably need. They need uh, wide receivers and everything. So, I'm looking at the at the broad job. um Calvin Austin. 11 feet three, 11, three inches. Chris he ran very
1: fast, and he, he also ran too. a very fast forty.
0: Yep, he did. So I was like, "Those are those were the the two couple of guys that caught my eye." Where I'm like, "Damn, like I wish the <laughs> you know, Bears had a decent draft pick to you know pick one of those two guys," you know, because. I feel like the Bears will need another wide receiver and probably another tackle for the offensive Line to help offer Justin Fields.
1: Yeah, but look, I was thinking about this before we went on. So say for example the Bears don't make the pick. Don't make because the Bears don't have a first round pick because they traded up with the Giants to make the, the pick for Justin Fields. So the Bears, if they wouldn't have made the trade, the Bears would have been picking eighth. So the Bears essentially would have been able to pick one of those tackles and stuff, right? But you have no Justin Fields. This quarterback class is not as strong. The quarterback that caught my eye and I think that helped his stock the most was Malik Willis, the quarterback from from Liberty. He's He's mobile. He's got a good arm. Not that big, but his upside isn't as high as Justin Fields. If Justin Fields was in this year's draft... He would have been the number one overall pick. And these yep. quarterbacks in this class wouldn't even come close. And you know where he, which team he would have been? He would have been a Detroit Lion because the Lions picked second. He wouldn't have even been to the Bears. So I don't mind them not having a first-round pick. They, they did good. Now, the player... Zion, uh, the guard from Boston College that you mentioned...
0: Yeah,
1: Zion uh, Johnson. Zion Johnson will be there in the second round for the bears and then the other other mock drafts that the bears the bears have been projected to draft the wide receiver from purdue david bell so that's the thing what what will the bears pick first because the bears like you said have a need that tackle they have a need at guard if they don't sign james daniels they have a need a wide receiver so they have everywhere so i think the bears should pick for best player available because they have so many needs but yeah it sucks that the Bears don't have a first round pick but I'm happy that they have Justin Fields because Justin Fields is way above way better than some of these some of these yeah. quarterbacks coming out this year so so good job by Ryan Pace at the very least That's <laughs> at the very least. least for yeah at the very least for trading up and to getting Justin Fields
0: hey we're good it's just like I said in the first podcast that we ever made I'm not expecting for the Bears to make a lot of way this year or anything I'm just expecting for them to draft key players that's gonna help the team become the team that we want them to be so yeah it was like yeah it was actually pretty pretty awesome watching these guys man like damn like I don't know it was this it was this chaotic and uh, all the stuff that they do each day And like damn okay I'm like, but well, yeah, man, I've seen a lot of athletes. I'm like, okay, cool. I see. how me interesting right, man. but mm-hmm. moving on from the combine, I the news of Mr. Aaron Rodgers. He gets a big, massive contract offered by the Packers, and if he chooses to get traded, his top three suitors that look like they want him is Denver, the Steelers, and the Tennessee Titans, surprisingly.
1: Mm, the Tennessee Titans dark horse there.
0: Yeah, so I'm like, what's your thoughts on that big-ass contract that the Packers offer him?
1: Well, first of all, did you have you heard about the ritual that Aaron Rodgers does, the punch of karma stuff? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's so terrible. That, I don't know how he does that, so it's for the audience, it's self-induced vomiting and diarrhea and bloodletting. So he can release all of the toxins. Ugh. But anyways, um, I don't think the Packers are gonna trade him. I think it's more convenient for the Packers to give him a contract offer because that will lower his cap fit and give him and give this team some cap space to to sign to sign Devonte Adams. Because as what? far as I know, I don't think they have they franchised. Do you know if they franchise tagged them yet?
0: I've heard that they're gonna uh, tomorrow they're gonna franchise tag tag them tomorrow supposedly
1: yeah so and the salary cap is going up about 25 million dollars I think it was at 184 and now it's up to about 200 million so about 25 26 million
0: yeah it went back up so I don't know I'm like it's a big it's a big contract so
1: yeah, oh, and no. if I was Aaron Rodgers, yeah, if I was Aaron Rodgers, yeah, and so reportedly it's a you know it's gonna set the tone now, set the new tone for quarterbacks, and he's gonna be the highest paid quarterback. If you're Aaron Rodgers, just stay, yep. just stay, because if you go to Denver, right, you're going to the you're there's no guarantee you're making it to the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes is making it every year. Um, Justin Herbert's coming up. I think we talked about this in other pods. It doesn't make sense. Tennessee is actually an interesting interesting place that you mentioned Tennessee because if you're Green Bay, you trade him. You're probably getting about two or three first round picks, right? For him. And then on top of... Yeah. And plus maybe a second or a third. But you're also going to get back Ryan Tannehill, which gives you a nice bridge quarterback. And with those three first round picks, maybe the following year, That's a good quarterback draft because you got Bryce Young of Alabama and then these other quarterbacks coming out. You can draft one of those guys and then bridge Tannehill and then you're set up for the future. That is a very intriguing option. And if you're Pittsburgh, hey, Rodgers is better than Lamar Jackson. Of course, he's better than Baker Mayfield. Eventually, I don't know if he's going to be better than Joe Burrow. I mean, either Tennessee or stay with the Packers but I say stay with the Packers what would you do?
0: it's a 50-50 but I wouldn't mind seeing Rodgers as a Tennessee Titan but I think most likely he's gonna freaking stay he's gonna take the money it's more money I'll be surprised if he says you know what I'm done but then again I wouldn't cause it's like damn like he's been pissed with the team for the past two years and now they getting him all the money but still no support around the team that's still gonna be iffy that's why he's probably still thinking that's why he hasn't decided yet I think he just wants to go somewhere else and win that like he knows he's gonna make a win. And you know what? And don't and don't call the Bucks
1: man. <laughs> yeah they, the Bucks could be there too
0: Don't call the Bucks. The Bucks would be a surprising team that they just grab them and imagine two quarterbacks with the Bucks. a lot of retired Tom Brady decides to come out of retirement and get traded to either 49ers or somewhere else like that but we'll, we'll find out tomorrow with um, Aaron Rodgers decision
1: yeah it's always news about him because he's such a diva like everything is, I think this honestly is more about nothing but you know since it's Aaron Rodgers he's a good player Always in the news, and it's the NFL.
0: Yeah, what about Khalil Mack? You think the Bears are gonna try moving him and get some picks out of him?
1: Uh, okay, so m- question for you: If you're if you're the GM, if you're Ryan Poles, right? What would you want for Khalil Mack realistically? What would you want, or what would be an acceptable, acceptable uh, return for Khalil Mack? And keep in mind, he hasn't played. He hasn't really played a lot in the last two seasons.
0: I'll take uh it has to be a first either one first round or two first rounds and a couple of second rounds. Mm. Because like it, you said, yeah, he, mm-hmm. he doesn't he's been injured the past two seasons and it's like we wish he could get like the three first rounds or whatever, but no, he's not that player right now probably like well, at least one first round pick for this year and two seconds the following year and trade him for somebody else
1: so oh, or, man, uh, let's see
0: what happens this year
1: so oh, originally yeah. so originally they got him for what three first round picks and a third yep I don't think you're going to get that. And I don't think they're going to get the package that you want. Realistically, and because he's 30 and he hasn't played that well, I think Robert Quinn's trade value is higher than Khalil Max. And I think right now, if I'm the Bears, if they give me a first rounder, just one, because I think that's what I want. Because I don't think you're getting more from him. And also because of his contract, I would be happy. I would trade him if I get a first rounder, but if I don't get, if I get anything less than a first rounder, I am not trading him. I am not trading him. And who knows? Maybe this season, maybe this season, he'll play better. Now that Robert Quinn is playing better, and if they get some interior help, and he does better, and then you could trade him in the off, and then you could trade him in the off season. Yep. But, off season right, yeah. But right. Yeah. Right now, I'm more inclined to keep him because his trade value was so low because I want nothing. I at least want a first-round pick or get some of them at least a first-round pick back after I gave up three to get him. So, yeah, I think it right now his trade value is low, so I would keep him and see what he does.
0: Well, we'll see how the Bears handle this situation, but we also got the draft coming up in a month, right?
1: Oh yes, yeah, exciting! I'm all, I always, I always look forward to the draft. It's very exciting.
0: We'll see how everything goes unfolds tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers and any little trades here and there, the franchise tags that people that do to the players. But moving on forward, let's talk about a little bit about the Blackhawks. Yikes. Finally, last week. Decided to name the new general manager of the Blackhawks The same person as an intern manager <laughs> Mr. Kyle Davidson 33 years old He started with the Blackhawk as an intern In 2012 as a video analyst To 2018 when he became the assistant uh, Assistant to the assistant general manager the Blackhawks in 2018 and then became the assistant general manager in 2019 until this last season in October where all this scandal started and pretty much the Bowen had to be pretty much uh, let go and he took over so now they finally named him as their general manager what are your thoughts on that young kid well young kid what are your thoughts on like uh, on a kid that's the same pretty much close to our age being the general manager of a Blackhawks organization? Well,
1: well in terms of being a GM, I guess he's still he's, he's a kid, but no, good for him. I think they gave the press conference, and I think he's a he's a good face. He's a good face to yeah. help out the organization. Um, and you're and right. Hopefully, Rocky doesn't talk yeah. anymore because. His son, his son, and this, and Kyle, Kyle Davidson, right? Yes. And Kyle Davidson is, I think they're good people to, you know, bring the franchise for, forward, but he's got a lot of work to do. This team is not the 2010 Blackhawks that we no. that we know and love. This team needs a Cubs-esque rebuild, tear down to the Bears studs because
0: the last the last five games they barely mustered two wins out of the three games. So it's like yeah, there's no there's nothing to be watching any Blackhawks or anything right now because of the whole situation and plus this new GM, he's the youngest in the NHL, so good for him and right off the bat what intrigued me was he he pretty much already settled and was the mindset and like pretty much this organization. Was not gonna retool. They were gonna rebuild. So that means Jonathan Chase, Patrick Kane, say bye bye sooner or later. Cause you got interest from other. You know that the Colorado Avalanche got interest in Patrick Kane. So I don't know what type of prospects or um, picks that um, Kyle Davidson could get for him. But that's a new That could be a good sign.
1: Uh, well, it's it's kind of dicey. It's kind of dicey for both of them because, well, for, yeah, first of all, I mean, it, they did good. He did good in acknowledging because this team, if we thought the Cubs were bad in terms of not, this team is not, this team, I think, botched more their success. But I mean, it's better because they won three cups. The Cubs did one. But in terms of, you know, gutting everything and leaving everything bare, this is worse than the Cubs to me. The Blackhawks are worse because you need to tear them down all the way down. Their, their development team in terms of developing players has been bad. And then once they developed a player, they traded him away to get another player. And that player has not fit in and has not developed. So the two big, your two biggest pieces, Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, they're on two opposite spectrums. They both, in terms of money, they both have the same contract. They both signed matching contracts a while ago. They both have no trade clauses, which means they have to approve approve that they they get to be moved because they have no movement clauses. But here's the difference. Patrick Kane is still going very well. He's still playing well. Jonathan Taves is a declining player and I don't think they're not going to get nothing for him. They waited too long to trade pa- uh, Jonathan Taves. Um, Patrick Kane, he can give you value because he can still score and he can pass. Their games are very, very different. It's kind of like a, qu- it's kind of like a quarterback. You got this pu- kind of like, kind of like ca- ca- let's put this Cam Newton and Tom Brady. Tom Brady was able to last long because his game is different than Cam Newton. Yes. And that's how Patrick Kane is. Jonathan Taves relies on athleticism and grit, and eventually that goes. And that's what happened to Cam Newton. Cam Newton wasn't that pocket, passer, precision quarterback that let him, let Tom Brady, you know, play for like 20 years. And that's the style of game that Patrick Kane has. Patrick Kane's not a physical player, he's more of a high skill, you know, able to skate well, pass score he's more of a scorer and those are the type of players that you know will get value because they age much better than jonathan taves so i don't think this year they'll do it but i think at the in the offseason they got to sit down with both of them be like you know what we're doing a rebuild you guys are older i know you guys don't want to go through a rebuild give me a list of teams and i'll we'll get you to a contender but we want you know you know, to get some solid returns to help out the clubs. Yeah. With Patrick Kane, I don't think that will be a problem. It'll be more of a problem for Jonathan Taves because his game is declining. So we'll see what yeah. they do. We'll
0: see what they do because I know the chart deadline is by, by March 21st. So they still got at uh, least a couple of weeks, two weeks before they decide if they're gonna keep Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves or even for some reason flurry goalie that they they traded for in last last season to get for this one season and <laughs> yep they didn't work out I'm like okay so now well, we'll see how the Blackhawks do man but now moving on to the MLB lockdown
1: oh man
0: man last week we were talking about like hopefully they they come to an agreement soon, and they say, "Yeah, by Tuesday." And then Tuesday comes, and it comes, Mister Rob Manfred. All smiles and <laughs> little shit like, "Yeah, like like you looking like you, you pretty much he, he he tricked all the fans and all and and all, and all, the, all, the, all the the media right there is so like, yeah, we're gonna cancel games next. I was <laughs> like, what? Cancel the first two series." Um, I know a lot of players after that when they heard that they pretty much spoke up and um, expressed their feelings I know Jason Hayward did he did like a big long paragraph on Twitter that I'm like okay I'm like I just briefed it because I'm like damn that's too long but plain and simple is what Wilson Contreras treated after that that they pretty much already knew that they were going to cancel games and they just they were not pay, pretty much ever not listening to the MLB, the MLB Players Association, so they were like, "Nah, they, they already had this strategized and everything." What are your thoughts on on the league doing that?
1: Well, I've re- I've read a lot that that the league kind of changed. I guess they were on the verge of making a deal, and then the league, right at the last minute, made some changes, and the players didn't like that. And the players, you know, rejected it. But reading a lot of articles online, the owners are comfortable canceling maybe the first month of the season because I think that's where we're heading to. Yes. Because, you know, us being in Chicago, right? The weather is crappy. The weather is crappy in April. It's still cold. I don't want to go to a game in April. For me, I start going to games in, like, June. June and on so a lot of these teams especially these small market teams they don't get a lot of attendance in April and even May because so they're fine with not playing the the owners are not going to be freaking out until if if it goes this far and if it does it's going to be a travesty for the sport for the sport I mean me and you are diehards and we're going to still watch it doesn't matter and we'll still go we'll yeah. still go but this this sport for some this sport is not connecting with the young audience and i get and i get it because this sport they have a lot of problems on the field and now they're having problems because they're competing with football and they're competing with the nba and but this is going to continue to last this is going to continue to last because they are very far on a lot of things, and the and the MLB players said that the last couple of bar, uh, bargaining agreements that they did, they pretty much got hosed, and pretty yeah. much the owners said, "Yeah, we'll give you this, but then we'll make a change on this other thing." So they're gonna they're gonna continue to dig down, and I don't think we're gonna see. In my opinion, we're not going to see him. We're not going to see any baseball until June. That's what I think.
0: That's what I'm seeing too, man. Because I'm like I know they're going to continue doing spring training. And first of all, and I understand the owner side because think about it, they don't make any money on April and May because everybody's yeah. still working. It's still spring winter coming in April, and then it becomes spring and spring and summer. But what happens in and spring and summer a lot of rain a lot of rainouts and everything because of the spring and then here yeah. comes june when all, when all the students are off from school they start going to the games and that's what and uh, that makes sense on that side of that me in my opinion i wish they could cut down some games and extend the playoffs I don't know what are you what, what what are your thoughts on that like say they cut down the games from 162 to like at least 140
1: yeah if they're, um, expand,
0: if, they're gonna, if they're gonna expand the playoffs
1: yeah i read i read something that the players are not in favor of extending the playoffs which i think it's weird you know because you know yeah they get a chance to score or they get a chance to you know win a championship right but According to the players, they said that they didn't want to, they were not in favor of that because that'll incentivize teams to spend less because, you know, more teams, you got to do less to get in the playoffs. So, but no, but I, I agree. I honestly wish that the season ended earlier. So, like, the season ended on Labor Day instead of all the way in October. Yeah, so, that's
0: what I would. Like, they got to bring that back. Like, the baseball should not finish.
1: In thanks, by almost by Thanksgiving, almost by Thanksgiving, right?
0: Yes, no, Halloween, Halloween.
1: We're, oh, okay. If they're,
0: if they're going for a game seven. They're pretty much playing during Halloween or past Halloween, a couple of days, and that's it. i don't like, and I feel nah. like no, they they should cut that out. They should cut at least two weeks off of that, off of that month, and you know, cut the season like you said in the beginning of September. Get a week's off, you know, a week off or whatever. Like, at least expand the uh, the playoffs by at least by twelve teams instead of. I don't like the wild card one game wildcard. Yeah,
1: it's it's like totally like... against what baseball is. Baseball is a game of series.
0: Yeah, so I give them at least a three game series, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. You know, like, you get rid of the wild card game and then keep the same teams, but. Whoever's in the wild card, they're facing each other in a three-game series. Whoever has a better record in the wild card gets home field advantage, and they pretty much face each other for three games. And then from there, they move on to the division and their regular five-game five-game um, um, division round. But I don't know. Uh, well, what, you think you'll, that's a better, right? It's a better—for me, that's way better. It makes it more interesting, so like that— The teams that barely make it Don't have to feel like Once they make it That's it, they're done
1: Yeah, playoff baseball Is always better anyway, so
0: Yes, it's always better So I agree uh, uh, And I know that the MLB Players Association uh, They they did a proposal on Sunday Like uh, uh, like They will allow Three on-field changes With just 45 days of notice to the league. <laughs> they still did not make any changes on the CBT, so they wanted it to start at 238, maybe, and then grow up to 263. But the league yeah. wanted to 220 and just grow up to
1: 230.
0: They're like, hell not.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were four, yeah, they were four teams that rejected that deal. And two of them, I was like, What? The Angels who spend a shit ton. I don't know why. The Tigers, who also spend a lot. I also don't know why. Detroit's not a small market. Those two are not small market teams. Uh-huh. Um, the, the Diamondbacks, okay, I get it. And the Reds. Both of those are two small market teams, but the Angels and the Tigers rejecting it, those are the four teams out of all the teams that rejected the uh, what yeah, the play, or what the players the, proposed?
0: At least they were getting close to the minimum salary. You know, they went down to the the players' association. There was asking for seven hundred twenty-five thousand as a mm-hmm. minimum for a minor leaguer, and then goes up twenty thousand. And then for the league's counter was seven hundred thousand and ten thousand per year raise or whatever, So like that
1: well I guess they're yeah. close I guess
0: they're getting close but it's not I don't think it's going to go anytime soon I think they're just going to milk it for this whole month mm-hmm. decide something in April start spring training in May start the mm-hmm. regular season that's yep, how I that's,
1: see it. No yep I agree what, with you there
0: they're going to have spring training in May and then yeah that's it start the regular season that's how I see it because they're going to have to give them time Gotta, they they got to get the owners time for them to sign the rest who are left over as free agents because there was no contact. There's no contact right now for nobody. Mm-hmm. And now just a week or two weeks is enough for them, for all these um, teams to decide who they want to sign or who they're going to keep. We're just like, no. Nah. They're going to be running down scrambling their heads around. But we'll see yeah. how it goes with the MLB because right now I'm missing them with me. I wish we could be talking about all the
1: Cubs sign, all the White Sox signed, yeah. these other teams signed. I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. before before we move on to baseball, what do you think after about? I don't know if you heard this story. Tom Ricketts, Tom Ricketts, who claimed the Cubs had biblical proportions of losses, losses of biblical proportions, is actually building building a bid to buy the Chelsea Football Club were <laughs> supposedly yeah, worth $3 billion <laughs> but they've lost biblical proportions why does that make you feel as a Cubs fan?
0: Right? I'm like He wants to be owner of everything dude he's like yeah he's full of it you know, like he got some money to spend it's just he doesn't want to spend it right now like everything constantly but we'll see. Who knows, man? like, cause he's waiting. He's waiting for that uh, marquee network to hit on good too, man. Cause that's, that's that's his mindset. He's trying to he's trying to get money right now and damn, Imagine him owning the Chelsea Chelsea football team. That means he's gonna be damn. He's gonna be banking on both sides, cause he knows that the Cubs Cubs fans are still gonna waste. Waste money on the Cubs and Chelsea fans are still gonna waste uh, money on the Chelsea.
1: <laughs> well, I guess he wants he wants to put Chelsea in his marquee network. I guess
0: uh, that too, yeah. that too, because uh, I've heard like if he's thinking of charging an app for just to get a marquee, because and it makes sense. I'm like, I rather just go pay two, three dollars and get the marquee app or five dollars and get the marquee app instead of hoping that either one of the providers that i have youtube tv or dish get the marquee sports network but they don't want to get it because oh no it's too much money so like yeah i'd rather just pay for the app and since we're true die die hard Cubs fans i i, I am willing to pay five dollars a month just to get the damn cubs network on Tucker watch yep
1: yep and once the season's over cut that shit off because I'm not paying for reruns
0: (laughs) unless if he does like a yearly deal membership where you gotta pay instead of five five times sold at 60 instead of paying 68 you just pay 50 right here and there and you get it for the whole year fucking cool whatever (laughs) so like if it's one of those deals I I would sign it like I don't care like whatever but yeah I heard that I I don't know if he's gonna pull it
1: off or not. I don't know, man. I'm worried about both of us wanting to sign Carlos Correa, but since he's got, it, it irritated me when I heard that because losses of biblical proportions. But hey, you find you got some coin to buy the damn Chelsea Football Club, but then we're everybody's pushing him to sign Carlos Correa, and if he doesn't, we're gonna hear some BS about well, he might have been out of our price range.
0: Come on, man. We but know. Then,
1: yeah, got yeah. But then I hear. Yeah, th- he, he's he also last year he also said they didn't have any money, and then five seconds later they signed Jock Peterson to an eight million dollar deal. I don't know where he found that money underneath Wrigley Field, or where the, where the <laughs> does he keep, wherever he keeps his money. But yeah, I just wanted to see what your thoughts on that were.
0: Yeah, the only thing that I want, man. As long as you're able to sign Correa, and if that's the last player, big marquee player you sign for the Cubs, that's good. That's all we need, because we know that this year they won't make it. I'm like, but you're, you're signing Correa because you're building a team around him. He's still young enough to carry the team. He has proven to he has proven himself that he, no matter what, trash cans or not, he could carry it.
1: Oh, I don't like, know. Well, nah, yeah. maybe he'll maybe if, if if he signs with the Cubs, we're gonna have to take some gar- some trash cans. Just to help no. him out a little bit, you know.
0: Or yeah, whatever. <laughs> start them, don't, don't matter. And like he's gonna start here he's Puerto Rican, but he's gonna start here some tamborazo yep. And, like, and the jugs like ding ding ding. And like there you go. I mean this is a fast one club, dude. I like, oh yeah, moving on to the Chicago Bulls, Oof. and oh boy, what a quick turnaround did this being for the Bulls!
1: Oh, uh, an all-star break, post all-star break hell they're in.
0: Yes, and especially with good teams, man. You know they started losing streak on Saturday when they faced the the Grizzlies and lost 160 to 110, and pretty much that that losing streak continued. We go to Monday. They lose to the Heat one twelve to ninety nine, and then they lose to the Hawks finally one hundred thirty to one twenty four, and then on Saturday they lose to the Bucks one hundred eighteen to one hundred and twelve, and what's fascinating is the last two games they lost by six points uh, against the the Heat. I know. The Rosen had a down game. Vucevic as well had a down game. Levine barely managed to score 22 points. I'm like, all around, they had a down game for, against the Heat. Um, but then against the Hawks, the Rosen scored 22 points. Levine, 22 points. Vucevic, 21 points. Um, I feel like missing Lonzo Ball and Alex Ceruzzo affected them to lose that game as well because they're missing those pieces. And the same thing with the Bucks. I'm like, you got the Rosen scoring twenty-nine, Levine thirty, Vucevic nineteen. But the bench did not score as much. Like Io Birdie managed to score eight points. I'm like Devontae Green's only scored nine. So it's like these benches are pretty much going backwards now. So they're not providing the scores that they need. So it's like the last two games I feel like they're you could say that they missed Lance Ball and Alex Caruso in that lineup.
1: What are your thoughts? On the losing streak for the Bulls. Defense, defense. The defense is not there, unfortunately. And it's funny, right? They're getting the same narrative that the White Sox were getting, right? They can't win. They can't beat the good teams. They can't beat the good teams, right? Um, they just need. They just need to get back healthy. And unfortunately, this team is not very good defensively at the moment. Um, not the moment DeMar DeRozan, I think, and I'm not DeMar DeRozan's starting to get into a, a slump because teams are starting to adjust to him. They're getting two players. They're getting two players on him. Which forces him to kick the ball out and be less of a playmaker. And when now that we have the Tristan Thompson edition and we talked about it in a prior pod you see Billy Donovan trying to get some toughness on the floor starting both Nikola and Tristan Thompson at the same yeah. time unfortunately if Nikola who's not Vucevic has not been um, hitting his threes that clogs up the lane and it clogs up the lane for Damar who's a, ju- who's a mid-range jump shooter and it also clogs the lane guys like Io who drive, guys like um, Zach Levine who looked a little bit better in terms of, of you know spring and a step, yes. for his knee. Um, so Nikola has to. If Billy Donovan is going to get this, if he's going to implement those two guys on the floor, he's got to encourage Vucevic to take the threes. Vucevic hasn't shot very well from three this season, and his lack of confidence in it has made him not shoot that shot. Unfortunately, he clogs up the lane when he doesn't do that. So he needs to, you know, Donovan needs to talk to him and say, hey, take your shots. Defensively, they miss those two guys on the wing. And once they get those two guys, Alex Caruso will go back to the bench. Yes. You And you'll have I.O. back in the bench. And you got some wing players. Right? Um... You know what annoyed me about the Bucks game? Grayson Allen came back and they didn't do anything to him other than kind of give him a little elbow to the elbow to the side. Because he's the one that injured Alex Caruso. But my problem was, and a lot of people are talking about this. They should have done something to him after yes. he did something to Caruso. My problem with them, it's not even about this game. When he shoved Caruso, that game. All of them ran to Caruso and none of them ran to him. Somebody should have ran up to him and be like, "Hey, you dirty you dirty playing MFer?" Like, yeah. Get in his face, start something. Hey, if I was uh, and, you know, you're not supposed to advocate for this because you know Sean Payton got in trouble for this. Greg Williams for the Saints. Tony, yes. Br- hey, if I was, uh, you know, Billy Donovan, "Hey, Tony, Hey Tony, you no, know, you get a little shot in him. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever is your fine. I'll, I'll talk to Jerry and see if he can take care of it for you. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, yeah. I would do that because you got him. You know, you got to put. But it, hap- it has to happen when the play happens, not three weeks later. Three weeks not later. three weeks later. Three
0: a month and a half later yeah not months. a
1: month and a half later when it happens somebody go up to him yeah you know you got to check on your guy but if you got if you got two or three guys already checking out two of your other two guys hey what the hell are you doing you dirty play mfr what are you trying to do you broke his you injured him yeah and that was a dirty ass day. play
0: Unlike, like because caruso was carrying the defense on, on the bulls yeah side, and he <laughs> just came back
1: from injury he just had come back from injury he's getting back to his groove and unfortunately, wham, that dirty MFR pretty much knocked him out for the season. But yeah, long long story short, yeah, the Bulls are a little bit on a slump. And I don't think it's because of bad teams. It's just the fact defensively, they're they're not holding it. They're not holding their end of the bargain. They can't stop anybody defensively. They're really, really bad defensively. They can score, but they're just very bad defensively. They need to get better. Def- they need to get better defensively bottom line
0: yeah like currently right now they're down by 9 points in the 4th quarter with 10 minutes left against the 76ers 90 to 81
1: yeah and Joel oh. Embiid is having a monster game that, yes he so, is so far I think he's got if I'm reading right I think he's got 38 points he's on th- on 13 of 21 shooting yep I don't know what Tristan Thompson's doing this game, but that's what you brought him in for to stop guys like Embiid. But yeah, defensively, defensively, defense defense is the problem for the Bulls. It's not scoring, it's not scoring. It's defense, and they got to fix that up. Whether you have Lonzo Ball or Caruso or not, you need to fix that. You can't have them right now be their saviors. You don't know when they're coming back. You got has to start now. They have to start doing that now.
0: Yeah, they're down by seven now with um the Rose scoring twenty three points now. So it's his this is his favorite quarter, fourth quarter. The yeah, and he's, he's the best he's the best guy he, right now in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, and he's not having that efficient of a shooting night either. He's six for fifteen. Mm-hmm. Levine is six of fourteen, so but we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it for for yeah. the listeners.
0: Yeah, but yeah, so far, yeah, the Bulls. They look like it's come back, you know. It could be down by five right now. But, nope. They just missed it. I just went through it all. Try to... no nice defense right now.
1: Yeah. No Nikola in this game. No, no Nikola. in this game.
0: It's been all Tristan Thompson, so I don't know. I gotta see his numbers. So really
1: Tristan Thompson is three for five with eight rebounds. He's got five fouls and he's got six points. So, if he <laughs> if fouls he out, they don't have money. a lot of size. Tony Bradley's their only guy right now. And Tony Bradley has only played six minutes and he's got two fouls too. So, yeah, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he doesn't foul out.
0: Yeah, DeRozan is missing a lot of his shots right now too as well. So, it's been a down game for... We'll see how the Bulls are. Hopefully by next week, we will be talking about that. They break their, their losing streak and hopefully they come back and win this game. But it looks like they, <laughs> so far they got nine minutes left, so we'll see. They're, they're down by 10 right now. So, every time they look like they're gonna catch up, now they come, they come, they go three steps back. But moving on, I know next week. Next week will be the start of March Madness. Are you ready for this or what, man?
1: Oh, yeah. I I got my... This is the the first time that we'll be able to bet on March Madness. I am very excited. Very, very excited.
0: I know there's Sunday coming up. They're going to do the selection. Sunday on March 13th. And the first round will start on March 15th and 16th. I mean, March 15th through the 18th. Mm-hmm. That'll be the first round, and then the second round will be March 19 and 20. Sweet 16 will be March 24, 25. The Elite Eight will be March 26, 27, and the Final Four will be April 2nd, and the and the NCAA Championship game will be on April 4th. So these are going to be the part of the good next three weeks of good content on on the pod and going over the. Uh, the games, and it's going to be a lot of damn games because uh, that's why they call it March Madness because it's constantly back to back to back games non stop.
1: Yeah, and free agent, and then free agency for the NFL. Yep, is, free is around that NFL. time too.
0: So, man, who do you expect there to be selected into in the, in the categories for this March Madness? Who do you want? You for?
1: Well, number one seeds, you're gonna have, you're gonna have a Gonzaga, you're gonna have, um, uh, um Gonzaga, and Arizona, Baylor, like Auburn, Kentucky, Kansas,
0: Kent State. you duke
1: around, yeah.
0: What about any surprising? Teams from the state of Illinois.
1: Well, Illinois is making the tournament. Um, I think uh, Loyola is also making the tournament. Unfortunately, those are the only two teams. DePaul had a better season this year, but it it'll be it'll be a while for DePaul to make the tournament. But we're gonna have Illinois and then Sister Jean and Loyola in the tournament too.
0: So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We we'll, I will go over it, all the selections next week on, on next week's pod and see who we start taking and
1: we might make our own bracket yep, I always make a board. bracket for, for each yep we each, could make um, our own bracket
0: Or mm-hmm. we could actually make another separate pod and then make our our separate pod of just March Madness yep and go over the bracket so we'll figure things out next week with March Madness so now moving on to the last topic I want to go over a little bit of the sports entertainment, and wrestling.
1: Oh, another that. passion of ours.
0: Yes, my no, last couple of weeks, Mr. Pat McAfee had a special guest on his show. Surprisingly rare that we see Brock Lesnar and this man doing interviews and being themselves. Let's first talk about Brock Lesnar. He appears in the Pat McAfee show. Looks like a real humble guy, man. Really smart dude, man. I'll give him that. He's a really smart dude. Um, He doesn't bullshit around. He's straightforward. He's all about making money, having homes, and keeping busy. He does not like being around big crowds but it was it was nice to see him being, you know, finally seeing himself instead of being portrayed as the egotistical asshole that doesn't like to talk to people and pretty much does whatever he wants. Like, what were your thoughts on that sh- uh, on the show with Brock Lesnar? Um,
1: well, in terms of the WWE product, he's been presented as a different way. He's more... I think he grew up in... He grew up in rural Minnesota. And he's got farmland in in Saskatchewan in Canada. He looks like a Viking right now. With his his man bun and everything. But it was nice to see Brock. Because essentially he, he is a person that's private. Likes his own privacy. I think as i think a lot of us would if we were a guy like him because yes you are so in awe of him because of what he can do because again wrestling you have the perception of you know it's fake it's not fake it's real the thing is it has predetermined results but you do what they do and you could like you can kill yourself almost so yes but Brock Lesnar has that crossover where he was a mixed martial artist. He won heavyweight championships. So he can he can legit kick your ass. Kick your ass. So he he's a he's a rare athlete. And he's been portrayed as this guy who only likes to show up part-time, make money, get all the headlines, go home be isolated they never got to see a little bit of what interests brock and in the interview you got to see how he was when he was younger his beginnings how he didn't really know nothing about the product no how he tried for the nfl after he left wwe and failed for as much a good of an athlete he is he failed in terms of being in the nfl and that's no knock on him the rock also tried out in the NFL and he failed as well. Yeah. So, so it just it's just different. It's very nice. It's very nice to you know see the human element of of Brock Lesnar. And again, you can see why they're successful. He's very smart. You make it. You think that him being such a brute athlete that he's not smart. He's learned a lot of things from Vince. He's learned a lot of things from Dana White. He, he has he has built a nice career for himself and he's he's again very smart. He grew up very poor. Yes. And you learned with the in the interview that he's been a fighter since he was young, fighting with his brothers and and you know being being an accomplished athlete that he is. But it was it was very good learning more about the human side of brock i mean i've seen a lot of brock's videos brock is a big avid hunter i've seen i've seen him butcher a pig
0: yes I, i've
1: seen that <laughs> i've seen <laughs> yeah i've seen i've seen that butcher a pig and then he's he's made his own seasoning and stuff like that so you've seen his entrepreneurial side as well
0: um yes i and, I, and just a quick hit i did buy myself uh uh, Brock seasoning
1: thing yeah.
0: ah. $50 so I get the chance to hopefully when it shows up try his seasoning and see how it goes with all the meats eat. Like, but man yeah seeing Brock in that show real like he uh, his humbleness that's what threw me off I'm like damn he could quickly go from that beast that he could actually kick your ass which he actually can i like mm-hmm. but his humbleness like he had no no Nothing else but, but respect and everything. And, and the way how he just came out of the Pat McAfee show, breaking his damn uh, microphone mask <laughs> and everything. The way how he was acting with Pat and the way how much, like, he was there because he liked Pat. He loved, uh, he liked Pat and he liked how energetic he was and everything. He even gave him a compliment on his commentary on SmackDown.
1: I like well, him. yeah. Well, I mean, Pat he is, is very... Um... Complimentary of him, he calls him the alpha male of our species, and that's yeah. true. He is an alpha male of our species. I don't see a human like Brock.
0: No, because if, if there's one person that you want to be president, those things that look like a badass, I'll be freaking Brock Lesnar. Like, I don't shit, don't kick his ass, man Like, that's fucking scary. Imagine having Brock Lesnar as a president of the United States and he's going to talking and putting in there and everybody. We'll break the damn arms? Dude. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap! I'm like, but yeah, nah. I'm like, yeah, Brock Lesnar. Man. He gave, he gave, I gave. He gave me more respect beyond me, and I wish that I, like, I wish I could have known a little bit better, cause you know, damn, he's, cause he's really smart, man. He's a real smart dude and smart guy to learn from, cause you, you do live, you, you want to live, earning your own money, doing whatever the crap you want, and being your own boss. And which that's pretty much that's what Brock Lesnar is.
1: Yeah, and and, make, money,
0: uh-huh. make money, be humble, um, be your own boss, and and that's it. And he's living the life right
1: now. So yeah, and he, so and, he, to and to your point, he's got he know he, he is his own boss because not a lot of WWE wrestlers slash superstars have Vince McMahon by the cojones and he does because yeah. he can name his price and Vince will pay him and Vince doesn't do that with he only does that with one and that's the Undertaker
0: yeah yeah but with Brock it's different because then plus like Brock said like when they try to when Pat asked him about who's better Dana White or Vincent Man. and he gave more props to Vincent McMahon because he's a more like a father figure than compared to Dana White and I'm like yep that makes sense because pretty much Vince I guess talk to these wrestlers like regular, like if they were regular friends and try to get to know them and what they want and and if you co-offer them, then he'll give it to you, but if he can't, then that's it, you move on. He doesn't hold grudges in other words for Vince, according to Brock or whatever, but, but- <laughs> not, we'll, we'll find out to the next episode, so now the next episode with the Pat McAfee show—he had Vince McMahon on. Did that shock you?
1: Yeah, yeah, because you know the genetic jackhammer doesn't appear, doesn't do those type of appearances, and he's, yeah. he's he's looked a little a little rougher wear on Raw. So I'm surprised they had to, you know, wheelchair him into the show.
0: I know, man. Like, he's already getting more look older, and him his story, his background story is, is crazy too. Like I've heard, I heard it before, but now that I watched it in the show, like I heard it when I was younger, but now that I like we're in our thirties, you know, a little bit more mature, we start, you know, holy shit, you know, this guy grew up in the fucking trailer park trash, went to college, tried to get some easy grades by knocking at the teachers' doors with his ex-wife or current wife Linda McMahon. I don't know if it's Linda McMahon or not, whatever.
1: Ah, right. This is the first time we heard that they're not together. Ex-wife, huh? We always thought that they were still together.
0: Yep, I know. I guess they're they're ex-wife, so... They're not together, I I guess. So, um, yeah. And that... uh, Pretty much struggled and... Tries to keep himself... Humble. And then Mm -hmm. when he said... uh, On WrestleMania, the first WrestleMania, how he pretty much went all-in... All his money, everything went into that that thing, and he got lucky that it paid off. That was crazy, man! Holy crap! What was your thoughts on some of the stuff that he that you heard about Vince? Mm,
1: well, the one takeaway I got from both of the interviews actually was grind. They all grind, and they're all super hard. They get to work. It doesn't, And it doesn't matter. It's not like labor work. But they get to work in terms of like... They want something. And they're going to go and get it. And be relentless. Now with Vince... The one thing that he was very prideful in. I guess it's... He's going to outwork you. He's going to outwork you. And he puts in long hours, right? But to him... It's just, you know... It's, it's something regular- that it's a fun he for him it's not work because it's something that's fun to do so a, a lesson to everybody do something that you love to do so you can put in 35 hours a day <laughs> and and it's not considered work but you know what you,
0: you're gonna wake your ass up at five o'clock in the morning do whatever the hell you love mm-hmm. until one o'clock in the morning and then at one in the morning you go out and work out so three o'clock in the morning getting to Get two hours of sleep, wake up, and do the same shit again. That's how this man works. Holy crap!
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's that's not sustainable, but you know that's that's what he does. He works everybody. He works very hard. Um,
0: Another thing that got me out uh, that, that got me intrigued, is like he went to college and got a business degree, just how me, me and you have, right? Yeah. Uh, um. And one thing that inspired me, he's always been intrigued with marketing. So now you understand where, like, all the stupendous of Wrestlemania comes from.
1: I still think it's stupid, but he said, because nobody's heard of stupendous before, because it's a stupid tagline, Vince.
0: But, and I'll bet you any money, it does carry on, because it's a marketing strategy. Because I bet I you any money. Right? What are you walking out? What are you saying? Look, there's something stupendous around here.
1: Like, yeah. what
0: the, uh, where you got it from? I'm like, you're going to say it because you heard it from uh, the, the the promo on WrestleMania.
1: Yeah. You heard it from Pat McAfee saying every five seconds that it's stupendous. Dude, if you had to... Pat McAfee, if you had to take a shot every time he would say stupendous, you would need your stomach pumped.
0: Yep. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Hey, man, wasn't that drink stupendous, bro? <laughs> oh,
1: dude. I mean, I get it, and it's all a marketing play, but to me, it's not creative, but hey, that's, you know, it's Vince McMahon, so it's, it's hey, fine.
0: He, he, you could tell right away, he has an imagination, especially when he loves something that he loves to do that's what threw me off. that's that's what got me that's what i got from him like pretty much when he mm-hmm. loves something that he loves to do like he loves wrestling he's always going to be thinking he's always imagining he's always working and another thing that made me laugh when well, he pretty much said about his kids and wife if, you, if you're you're going to be part of WWE, if you're putting it in if you're not putting anything um anything again you contribute yeah contribution then i don't want you to get out of here <laughs>
1: well he's fired shane a ton of times already Yep. yeah and in triple and he took nxt away from triple h i'm surprised does not does not have anything to do with the wwe but i think she did it because of her political aspirations and the only thing yeah. he hasn't done anything to is to stephanie
0: no because i guess uh, the princess proudly factor she was the princess of yep. the other family who knows but well, he probably does but man it was a good sign to see and then when they, oh did you remember when he asked them about the release of superstars <laughs> and then they were dead weight they're
1: wait. dead weight yep they're <laughs> dead weight
0: and he's right I'm like I'm sorry but it's like if you're just there and you don't got nothing going on then obviously it's gonna like, you shouldn't be there like it's it and like and people think... I know I, I've been hearing like a lot of stuff like, oh, it's because he don't give creative ideas to the wrestlers or whatever. Vince pretty much is like, uh, here, I want you to be this. And then you're going to say, no, I want to do this. And he, like he said, he's looking at you like, could you do anything else better than? And if you cannot come up with something, then the next day, I already know what's going to happen. Your future endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> like he's straightforward bro he don't play around like okay he comes up he comes up a gimmick for you but you're like saying no I don't want to do this I'm like, okay you got something better and you don't got no answer you ain't gonna think about it you know that the next day he's gonna give you a future endeavor because at the end of the day he's paying you to do, play a character and if you're not gonna play it to what you think then okay make changes that you feel like you need in order to make that character work
1: yeah I mean in terms of his story, of how he came up and was success, I think that's cool. Now, in terms of the wrestling, how he handles his company, I think he came... I think, to me, he's out of touch. Like, um, for example, he made it seem like the company's very happy-go-lucky, you know, they're hugging backstage and in the gorilla and doing all this other crap. That's absolutely false. That is yeah, absolutely false. So you know he mumbled. You know we we come out here and you know we we hug each he, other because you know we. That's that's not true. WrestleMania, I think Brock Lesnar. I don't know who he worked. He worked. I don't know if he worked with Roman. Brock, oh, yeah, yeah Brock. Brock came back here and threw the title at him. Mm-hmm. I mean, and not a lot of people were happy. And it's not the fact that you had they don't have creative control is that the people that he hires to write these stories suck and then he said he listens to the he doesn't listen to the fans or he listens to the fans but then he said he doesn't listen to the fans he doesn't listen to the fans Vince tries (laughs) to push what he wants
0: yes and that's what he listens to the fans to so if he gives you a gimmick you go out there and the fans start booing, or they don't like it, or you hear chirps. Then that's where he's he's that's where he's saying that he listens to the fans. That game it sucks. You're out. You're gone. You can't play this game. Good. You're, here's your free endeavor. That's how he says he listens to the fans. That's how I take it. That's how he listens to the fans. All the crap that he creates and and the characters and everything and they go along with it then he's all good and happy but if they don't that's when everything goes sideways and it's hard and the way how i see it right now i know with all these releases and everything in my opinion that's better for a wwe i'm like because why are you going to have all these wrestlers locked down on contracts if you're not going to use them to so whatever so you could just focus on the wrestlers then you want to focus on that are already on top and they're not gonna go nowhere and release the ones that hey they could go somewhere else make a name on themselves and then come back like you know how drew mcintyre did drew mcintyre never complained when he got let go he did his work he got big look how look how bill he got he shot me dude did he shot you too when you saw him back
1: yeah drew did Drew did a very good job. Yeah, he 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 felt like he needed to get better. So he went and got in good shape. He started working in different promotions. He was very successful in all the other promotions. Triple H was the one that came knocking. And he came back. And that's the Drew McIntyre that Vince wanted in the beginning where he got put the chosen one where he yes. put the got put the chosen one gimmick.
0: Yep,
1: that was the facade that yeah,
0: Benjamin wanted. Yep, and also, so now that Triple H is, has no NXT or whatever, you would ever think that Triple H and Shane McMahon would start a, 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 a wrestling company?
1: No, I don't think so. Number one, I think because Shane, Shane, I don't know if he's got the mind for the for for wrestling. Uh shane produced the royal rumble and got a lot of negativity backstage and that caused him to get fired by vince
0: that's uh, because he wanted
1: to put himself over um i think triple h has a very good mind for the business but you know since stephanie's gonna be the one that's inheriting the company would you think it's a good idea for triple h to have his own promotion and then battling against stephanie so nah i don't think triple h i don't think triple h is going to to get a different uh buy a different or start his own promotion
0: sure i just wanted to throw that out there just to get it get a feedback
1: Me, no, I, now,
0: I, it'll be more interesting if the, they the happen. like okay cool uh, that's something that i, I want to see i'm like oh yeah Like here comes the son-in-law against uh, against the father yeah if triple
1: h bought ring of honor then it would have been interesting
0: yeah that's what i'm saying that would have been interesting oh okay cool oh yeah but yeah that's so far that's what we learned about vincent man this whole days and everything surprising and how he was raised up and pretty much possibly he doesn't see his bank account you believe that shit or what (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> no that, that's a load of crap like, that's a load of crap that anybody's <laughs> gonna see their bank account especially dude if you got a business and you're not gonna see your bank account I mean that's that's like <laughs> the biggest flex like oh yeah I don't see my bank account that, that's a, no I bet you he does but I and guess that, he was yeah, trying to that, flex that, there
0: and then another thing that he said is like he said that um going public made them a better business person?
1: Uh, yeah, I think yes and no. Yes, in terms of making the hard decisions because you have to answer to shareholders and stuff like that. But in terms of a product, the product has been worse than it's ever been because unfortunately when you go public, you gotta answer to shareholders and TV networks. So, you can't do what you used to do, even in the ruthless aggression era. Where you got wrestlers punting fake babies, and you're you're having... Remember the storyline when Heidenreich, you know, touched Michael Cole? (laughs) That is... That is what... Or, one of the announcers, good old JR, has cerebral palsy, and you got Vince... In the damn camera, having grabbing his cowboy hat and twitching his lip and his eye and mocking JR.
0: <laughs> I think, I think, I think for the, for the most part, I think, um, that's where people get mad. Like, oh, Oscar's not the same. Like, no, it's not the same no more. I'm like, you cannot expect the same thing when you already watched it once. I'm like, it goes back to the stuff. I think for me, it's fine if they stay PG, PG 13. Or mm-hmm. they to be a bit more creative and be more on point i'm like this is not the worst product because i feel like the worst product came back in 1993 and 94 95 when hogan and them um, left
1: oh when you had like, plumbers and, and milkman yeah. being characters and dentists
0: Oh, it's the clown they had ice and yankum and you're talking about freaking repo
1: man repo like, man uh, the broken brawler
0: yeah those were the worst that, that was the worst thing right now the product is still sufficient enough where they got some good quality but so they gotta work more on stuff
1: they have but, talent they just don't have very good storylines but then again
0: we live in a society that we know everything now we got the internet we got social media uh Everybody knows when your next fight is gonna be, and then um, and then you got YouTube. You don't need cable no more to watch wrestling. You could just go on YouTube in an hour and then just see the 15 minute clips. And if you like it, and you're gonna say, okay, cool, yeah, I'll watch this match. That's it, and I move on. I'm like so, it's it's a lot of a lot of platforms that you could see that it's not gonna be the same no more. Yes, or,
1: or you have other podcasts that talk about wrestling and do spoilers yeah. like mine, the Shoot Style Wrestling Podcast, that everybody the can Style. listen to.
0: That's the reason why we started going to talk, start talking about a little bit about wrestling On my podcast just to set up for the Shoot Style Wrestling Podcast that Martin has. is usually he's gonna try getting one podcasts every week. I
1: mean, yeah. shows one. Two, We're two? doing about two a week. We're okay. doing about two a week. We're breaking down, you know, Raw and SmackDown and then other news that happen around the wrestling landscape. To get more in th- I know this is like an overview of stuff on this, you know, on this episode, but if you yeah. want to listen to more in depth wrestling, we are listening to the shoot style wrestling podcast. We're also talking about AEW and we have a special guest in that one pretty soon. And that will be you.
0: Yep. Oh god.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of news about AEW.
0: Oh, there's always a lot of news because every week there's always somebody new coming in, a new management, or they buy something else or they do this, and it's still the same thing. They're still going to draw the same amount, of number of people.
1: Dude, do you think Shad Khan can adopt us as kids? Right? Yeah, dude. I I think he could, man. I would love to run the Jacksonville Jaguars and open my own wrestling company
0: yes I want to piss off my older brother Tony Khan every day <laughs> <laughs> I was like daddy loves me better more than you dude I'm like shit but like I don't know I seen Tony Khan when he announced the ROH that did not that he does not need to be announcing anything like that I don't know how the hell you're gonna come on and say announcing that you bought ROH but there's no details or there's no little no video cameras or there's no nothing saying that what you bought
1: well, because he couldn't wait, you know. He couldn't wait.
0: <laughs> he, he, he's he's, a, he's a, okay. I'm not going to say nothing else. We'll wait until we go to the year episode of the As We'll see more things. Well, I know hopefully you guys like this episode of today's Shy Sports Convo. Hopefully you guys keep hearing more of our episodes on Spotify on Apple um, Apple Podcast Apple.
1: Podcast. Apple Podcast,
0: Google Podcast as well. I like, yeah, we're I extended it all the way to all other podcasts, but yes, keep sharing, sharing. Hopefully we get more more listeners into hearing our show as well. So Martin's shoe style wrestling show as well. Uh, that's it. that's it on my end thank you guys so much for listening
1: how about you Martin i it with you well, just want to thank the listeners and again share this share this podcast with everybody who's interested in sports this episode was a little bit different we did a little bit of sports and sports entertainment I know that Edgar posts a question on every pod so if there's any subject you guys want us to talk about you guys could mention it in the Mentioned it in the answers on the Q&A section of the pod, but yeah, share, share, share this with everybody, if you guys are interested in wrestling, just like how this podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of your podcast listening platforms, so now there is no excuse for you guys not to listen and share, since we're everywhere, Everywhere. Exactly. And I'm going to
0: give up the news right now. The Bulls' losing streak continues. Now they're up to a five-game losing streak. And Jordan B scores 43 points and improves a career 11-0 and against the Bulls.
1: Oof, hopefully they don't face them in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, right? So, ugh the tough times but that's it for our show tonight thank you ladies and gentlemen and have a good night
1: good night everyone